Hey, Calvary families, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. Today is July the 27th, and we are getting really close to being done with the book of Joshua. In fact, we will finish it up tomorrow. But until then, we're going to jump right in today in Joshua chapter 20. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Tell the Israelites to designate the cities of refuge as I instructed you through Moses, so that anyone who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there and find protection from the avenger of blood. When they flee to one of these cities, they are to stand in the entrance of the city gate and state their case before the elders of that city. Then the elders are to admit the fugitive into their city and provide a place to live among them. If the avenger of blood comes in pursuit, the elders must not surrender the fugitive because the fugitive killed their neighbor unintentionally and without malice aforethought. They are to stay in that city until they have stood trial before the assembly and until the death of the high priest who is serving at that time. Then they may go back to their own home in the town from which they fled. So they set apart Kadesh in Galilee in the hill country of Naphtali, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. East of the Jordan, on the other side from Jericho, they designated Bezer in the wilderness on the plateau in the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth in Gilead in the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan in the tribe of Manasseh. Any of the Israelites or any foreigner residing among them who killed someone accidentally could flee to these designated cities and not be killed by the avenger of blood prior to standing trial before the assembly. Joshua chapter 21. Now the family heads of the Levites approached Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the heads of the other tribal families of Israel at Shiloh in Canaan and said to them, The Lord commanded through Moses that you give us towns to live in with pasture lands for our livestock. So, as the Lord had commanded, the Israelites gave the Levites the following towns and pasture lands out of their own inheritance. The first lot came out of the Kohathites, according to their clans. The Levites, who were descendants of Aaron the priest, were allotted thirteen towns from the tribes of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin. The rest of Kohath's descendants were allotted ten towns from the clans of the tribes of Ephraim, Dan, and the half of Manasseh. The descendants of Gershon were allotted thirteen towns from the clans of the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. The descendants of Merari, according to their clans, received twelve towns from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. So the Israelites allotted to the Levites these towns and their pasture lands as the Lord had commanded through Moses. From the tribes of Judah and Simeon, they allotted the following towns by name. These towns were assigned to the descendants of Aaron, who were from the Kohathite clans of the Levites, because the first lot fell to them. They gave them Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron, with its surrounding pasture land, in the hill country of Judah. Arba was the forefather of Anak. But the fields and villages around the city they had given to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, as his possession. So the descendants of Aaron, the priest, they gave Hebron, a city of refuge for one accused of murder, Libna, Jatir, Eshtemoah, 
Holan, Deber, Ain, Jutah, and Beth Shemesh, together with their pasture lands, nine towns from these two tribes. And from the tribe of Benjamin, they gave them Gibeon, Geba, Anathoth, and Almon, together with their pasture lands, four towns. The total number of towns for the priests, the descendants of Aaron, came to thirteen, together with their pasture lands. The rest of the Kohathite clans of the Levites were allotted towns from the tribe of Ephraim. In the hill country of Ephraim, they were given Shechem, a city of refuge for one accused of murder, and Gezer, Gibzaim, and Beth Haran, together with their pasture lands, four towns. Also from the tribe of Dan, they received Alteca, Gibbethon, Ahijalon, and Gath Raman, together with their pasture lands, four towns. From half the tribe of Manasseh, they received Tanakh and Gath Raman, together with their pasture lands, two towns. All these ten towns and their pasture lands were given to the rest of the Kohathite clans. The Levite clans of the Gershonites were given from the half tribe of Manasseh, Golan in Bashan, a city of refuge for one accused of murder, and Be-Estherah, together with their pasture lands, two towns, from the tribe of Ishakar, Kishion, Deberoth, Jarmuth, and En-Ganim, together with their pasture lands, four towns from the tribe of Asher, Mishal, Abdon, Helkath, and Rehob, together with their pasture lands, four towns from the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh in Galilee, a city of refuge for one accused of murder, Hamath, Dor, and Kartan, together with their pasture lands, three towns. The total number of towns of the Gershonite clans came to thirteen, together with their pasture lands. The Merarite clans, the rest of the Levites, were given from the tribe of Zebulun, Jokneam, Karta, Dimna, and Nahalal, together with their pasture lands, four towns from the tribe of Reuben, Bezer, Jehaz, Kedamoth, and Mephaath, together with their pasture lands, four towns from the tribe of Gad, Ramoth and Gilead, a city of refuge for one accused of murder, Mehanaim, Heshbon, and Jazer, together with their pasture lands, four towns in all. The total number of towns allotted to the Merarite clans, who were the rest of the Levites, came to twelve. The towns of the Levites in the territory held by the Israelites were 48 in all, together with their pasture lands. Each of these towns had pasture lands surrounding it. This was true for all these towns. So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. Joshua chapter 22. Then Joshua summoned the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh and said to them, You have done all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded, and you have obeyed me in everything I commanded. For a long time now, to this very day, you have not deserted your fellow Israelites, but have carried out the mission the Lord your God gave you. Now that the Lord your God has given them rest as he promised, return to your homes in the land that Moses the servant of the Lord gave you on the other side of the Jordan. 
But be very careful to keep the commandment in the law that Moses the servant of the Lord gave you, to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to keep his commands, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Then Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their homes. To the half-tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given land in Bashan, and to the other half of the tribe, Joshua gave land on the west side of the Jordan along with their fellow Israelites. When Joshua sent them home, he blessed them, saying, Return to your homes with your great wealth, with large herds of livestock, with silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and a great quantity of clothing, and divide the plunder from your enemies with your fellow Israelites. So the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the Israelites at Shiloh in Canaan to return to Gilead, their own land, which they had acquired in accordance with the command of the Lord through Moses. When they came to Geliloth near the Jordan in the land of Canaan, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh built an imposing altar there by the Jordan. And when the Israelites heard that they had built the altar on the border of Canaan at Gilaloth near the Jordan on the Israelite side, the whole assembly of Israel gathered at Shiloh to go to war against them. So the Israelites sent Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, to the land of Gilead, to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. With him they sent ten of their chief men, one from each of the tribes of Israel, each the head of a family division among the Israelite clans. When they went to Gilead, to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they said to them, The whole assembly of the Lord says, How could you break faith with the God of Israel like this? How could you turn away from the Lord and build yourselves an altar in rebellion against him now? Was not the sin of Peor enough for us? Up to this very day we have not cleansed ourselves from that sin, even though a plague fell on the community of the Lord. And are you now turning away from the Lord? If you rebel against the Lord today, tomorrow he will be angry with the whole community of Israel. If the land you possess is defiled, come over to the Lord's land, where the Lord's tabernacle stands, and share the land with us. But do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar for yourselves other than the altar of the Lord our God. When Achan, son of Zerah, was unfaithful in regard to the devoted things, did not wrath come on the whole community of Israel? He was not the only one who died for his sin. Then Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh replied to the heads of the clans of Israel, The Mighty One, God the Lord, the Mighty One, God the Lord, He knows. And let Israel know, if this has been in rebellion or disobedience to the Lord, do not spare us this day. If we have built our own altar to turn away from the Lord and to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, or to sacrifice fellowship offerings on it, may the Lord himself call us to account. No, we did it for fear that someday your descendants might say to ours, what do you have to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? The Lord has made the Jordan a boundary between us and you, you Reubenites and Gadites. You have no share in the Lord, so your descendants might cause ours to stop fearing the Lord. That is why we said, let us get ready and build an altar. 
but not for burnt offerings or sacrifices. On the contrary, it is to be a witness between us and you and the generations that follow that we will worship the Lord at his sanctuary with our burnt offerings, sacrifices, and fellowship offerings. Then in the future, your descendants will not be able to say to ours, you have no share in the Lord. And we said, if they ever say this to us or to our descendants, we will answer, look at the replica of the Lord's altar, which our ancestors built, not for burnt offerings and sacrifices, but as a witness between us and you. Far be it from us to rebel against the Lord and turn away from him today by building an altar for burnt offerings, grain offerings, and sacrifices other than the altar of the Lord our God that stands before his tabernacle. When Phinehas, the priest, and the leaders of the community, the heads of the clans of the Israelites, heard what Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh had to say, they were pleased. And Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, said to Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh, Today we know that the Lord is with us, because you have not been unfaithful to the Lord in this matter. Now you have rescued the Israelites from the Lord's hand. Then Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, and the leaders returned to Canaan from their meeting with the Reubenites and Gadites in Gilead and reported to the Israelites. They were glad to hear the report and praised God. And they talked no more about going to war against them to devastate the country where the Reubenites and the Gadites lived. And the Reubenites and the Gadites gave the altar this name, a witness between us that the Lord is God. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So those silly Reubenites, Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. They have stayed with the Israelites fighting for the land this whole time. Now, the interesting thing is they could have just come over into the promised land and stayed there, but they chose to live outside the promised land. Remember, eventually that brings war on them. But it's interesting when they're going back out of the promised land and across the Jordan, before they get to the Jordan, they stop and they build an altar. And this altar is meant to represent the one that is there in the promised land with the Israelites. Because they wouldn't go into the promised land, now they're having to find other ways to prove that they still serve the Lord. Do you see the problem there? When you aren't going and doing what God has asked you to do, you have to find other ways to try to prove that you're actually still following the Lord. When really, all you have to do is follow the Lord. Yet their eyes were filled with greed and ease when they saw the land that they sat at. So they begged to stay there instead of going into this beautiful promised land. When we don't follow what God really wants for us, we're always finding ways to try to cover it up, to make it look good. Essentially, what these three tribes were doing is they were trying to still say, no, we deserve to have all the blessings of God even if we aren't going to go into his promised land. In other words, they wanted to live the way they wanted to live, where they wanted to live, and without any other restriction. So they did things their way, but wanted to say they still had share in the things of God. Friends, it doesn't work that way. Either you take share in the things of God, or you don't. You can't do things your way and still expect to have the blessings of God. He didn't give us the rules and the laws to be difficult to us. 
He gave them to us so that we can live inside of his perfect will. You can't choose to ignore part of his word, to ignore part of his plan, and then still think you will carry all the blessings of the Lord with you. Either you serve him or you don't. There is no halfway or in between. So choose today which side of the Jordan you want to be on. The land flowing with milk and honey and full of God's promise? Or do you want to live outside of God's promises, trying to prove that you still have part in his kingdom? Choose to be in the land that God has designed for you. Follow his promises and live by his word. And in the end, it will bring you blessing. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless. 